You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumblings.com and host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Welcome to the second week of NFL Free Agency. It's been a heck of a seven days for the Buffalo Bills, who have added a bunch of players. And Tom Brady has left the division, heading to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So lots of stuff to get to in this week's episode. But as always, I wanted to remind you, you can call in your questions at 716-508-0405. You can send it to us at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter. Facebook messages, Instagram messages, you can leave them in the comments section in our show notes articles at buffalorumblings.com. You can email us buffalorumblings at spnation.com. Just put my name or Rumblings Q&A in the subject line and we'll get to them. We have got a lot of stuff as we start to pivot from wave one of free agency to the second wave and start looking ahead to the 2020 NFL draft that has not been postponed yet. So let's get to it. Before we get into your questions this week, I wanted to go over a couple news-related items that have happened since the last time I talked to you. The Buffalo Bills bolstered their defensive line with Quinton Jefferson and Vernon Butler. Since I last talked to you, Jefferson is going to probably be a rotational piece that can pop inside to defensive tackle on passing downs and outside a defensive end on run plays. Vernon Butler is a former Carolina Panther who uh, is going to play one-tech and three-tech defensive tackle. He used with Sean McDermott and Eric Fisher before. And Brandon Bean was on the staff that drafted him in the first round for the Carolina Panthers four years ago. Also, the Bills re-signed Taiwan Jones, the running back, but really he's a special teamer from the Houston Texans. He spent one year in Houston uh, breaking Bills fans' hearts in the playoffs last year, so the Bills brought him back to play special teams in Buffalo. Those two defensive linemen are definitely going to have a rotational role if not a starting and rotational role in the Bills' defense. They're going to be platooning either with uh, Trent Murphy or Ed Oliver or whoever to get more playing time uh, out of the Bills' defensive line. But uh, Taiwan Jones is kind of that depth signing, that uh, reserve special teamer, almost like Sonoris Perry last year, a guy that doesn't get very many offensive snaps but uh, is there for special teams. And the Bills aren't done. They still have interest in... Cleveland Browns wide receiver Rashard Higgins, uh, who hasn't signed with anybody yet. Uh, They did have interest in a cornerback at one point, uh, an additional cornerback, Chris Harris. So maybe the Bills are still in the market for another cornerback. They only have two true cornerbacks that are signed past 2020. Cam Lewis, who was on their practice squad last year, and Taron Johnson, who's their nickel cornerback. So 
They also have Saran Neal, who plays their big nickel cornerback, but he's more of a safety than a cornerback, so we'll, we can talk about that later. But three cornerbacks on their roster past 2020. Now they're going to extend that uh, fifth-year option or a contract extension with um, with Tredavious White, so they'll have him, but they won't have a number two or a number three cornerback coming into the 2021 offseason unless they sign somebody now on a multi-year deal. So I can still see them adding a cornerback. The other interesting position to look at as we head into the rest of free agency and the 2020 NFL draft is running back. The Bills were supposedly interested in adding Melvin Gordon, uh, even going as far as to offer him a contract. Now, there are differing reports on that. Adam Schefter says they didn't offer a contract, but Mike Kliss from uh, a Denver area TV station says they did offer a contract to Melvin Gordon. So uh, it depends on who, which report you want to go with. Um, I happen to believe they probably got pretty close to offering him a contract if they didn't offer him a contract. So that's going to bring us to our Twitter question of the week. Andrew asks us at Rumlings Q and A, will we sign a running back for depth or draft one or do both? Um, the Bills are definitely interested in bringing in a veteran running back. So over the course of the next few days, you can see them kick the tires on another veteran running back to bring in to add to the stable of Devin Singletary, who may or may not be the lead horse. Uh, then you got TJ Yeldon uh, and now, well, of course, Christian Wade, Buffalo Bills fan, favorite Christian Wade and uh, Taiwan Jones. Let's run down a list of the free agent running backs that are still available and just keep in mind I'm recording this Monday night so it could, you know, something could change between uh, Monday night and when the time you're hearing this, but Devonta Freeman from the Atlanta Falcons is the one I'm keeping my eye on the most. He's got some really nice experience in the league and that's what the Bills are looking for is not just a free agent but a guy that can mentor Devin Singletary into his I don't know, longer term role with the team. Lamar Miller, Deion Lewis, Chris Thompson, Carlos Hyde, all would be guys that I could see the Bills maybe taking a shot with. I don't think the Bills are going to go into the draft with that kind of hole out there at running back. You saw them do that last year. They had LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore on the roster, and they brought in TJ Yeldon kind of the week before the draft to make sure that they weren't forced into drafting a running back. And then Divin Singletary became available in the third round, and they picked him even though they didn't have that desperate need at running back. And I think the Bills are trying to go into the draft without a desperate need at running back. And right now, they have a desperate need at running back. So off that list of free agents, I can see them signing one of those guys for sure. And again, Freeman's a guy I'm looking at as probably the most likely at this point in time. Thanks for your question over at Rumlings Q&A on Twitter. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Back to Twitter where Greg asks us, is the offensive line now the weakest position group on the team with no real stars, with average guards, an above average left tackle and center, and no one knows at right tackle? We've had so many years of subpar offensive lines. The average one we have now seems brilliant, but it is still just about average. Yeah, I think that's why the Bills started kicking the tires on some of those free agent offensive linemen that were available. They didn't end up signing any, at least at this point. But you can see that the Bills are also looking to upgrade along the offensive line. I'm expecting a contract extension from Deion Dawkins in the next 12 months. So I think he's, as you said, you know, above average 
uh, or good enough or however you want to explain it. Uh, so I'm kind of penciling him in as the left tackle and Mitch Morris as the center going forward kind of long term, say two or three years. But the rest of the positions, as you said, are wide open. John Feliciano has one year left on his deal. It was kind of a middle of the road free agency deal. We've got Quentin Spain, who just re-signed with the Bills, but not for very much money. The Bills could keep him on at that salary as a backup and not really blink an eye. And then at right tackle, you have either Cody Ford, who they did invest a second-round pick in a year ago, and Ty Inseki, who, again, is that kind of middle-to-upper-reserve-type contract. So they could keep him as the reserve and swing tackle and put Cody Ford at right tackle if they feel comfortable enough with what Ford has done over the course of his career. I do think that the offensive line is a little bit suspect, but I'm also not of the opinion that they really need to do a whole lot about it right now, or at least at this point, I guess is probably the better way to say it. After the first round of free agency, I don't see a ton of upgrades. If you wanted to add you know, a competitive body or two to see if they could compete with one of those guys that we just mentioned, maybe. Um, I would probably prefer them to draft a right tackle prospect. Uh, that way it can push Cody forward and replace Ty Inseki a year from now um, and possibly be the right tackle starting a year from now in 2021. Uh, as far as the rest of the offensive line is concerned, I'm okay with the depth where it is. If they wanted to sign a top-level left guard or something like that to replace Spain, I'd be okay with that or even replace Feliciano. Um, I don't know how you know, good he is compared to other folks around the league. I don't watch a ton of offensive line play. So do they have an acceptable offensive line? I think they do. And without a first-round pick, you have to look at the second, third, and fourth rounds to see where the Bills can upgrade. And I think they really need to spend some picks uh, upgrading the pass rush and the cornerback position moving forward. So I don't see them necessarily addressing the offensive line early or often in the 2020 NFL draft. Oh, yeah, throw a running back in there right now. They really have three positions where they need to add bodies right now, and only the second, third, and fourth round picks to do that. Uh, maybe you can trade back up into, say, the third or fourth round, and then you're even losing, say, your fourth round pick if you're trading up to the third round, so they have even fewer bites at the apple. So there are a couple depth options I could see them going out and doing, but I really think the offensive line is kind of as set as it's going to be right now heading into the 2020 season. They don't have a ton of salary cap space left. It's about $20 million in usable money right now. But they're really going to need to roll that over so that they can re-sign Dawkins, Matt Milano, and Trey White. So they really need to use that space on extending those core young guys, kind of like they did with Jordan Poyer at safety. Um, and, and so they don't have a ton of space to go out and sign some more free agents right now. Comparing it to the other spots on the roster, I do think that running back has a larger need than the offensive line does because the offensive line has five starters and a couple capable backups that could step in and take over if one of those starters went down. At running back, they really only have Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon with any NFL experience at running back to speak of. And Christian Wade, who I know people love him, but really doesn't have the NFL experience that's needed to be like a workhorse back or something like that. The Bills really need to address the running back position as we've already gone over. Outside of that, you'd have to start looking long-term for a position where the Bills are struggling. They don't have a good long-term plan at defensive end. They don't have a good long-term plan at cornerback, which is, again, another reason I think those two positions are the one where they're going to spend their draft picks on in the 2020 NFL draft. 
they just have too many long-term needs at the cornerback and defensive end positions to be spending more picks on the offensive line when they have a, a bunch of bodies this year. Stick with us through this break. We've got some more questions coming up about the Bills' free agency and the NFL draft. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Before we move on, I said something before the break that I wanted to expand on just a little bit, and that was that the Bills have about $20 million in salary cap space right now. Um, I know that most folks that are out there looking are looking on, say, SpotTrack or OverTheCap.com, and they're seeing that the Bills have somewhere in the neighborhood of $34 million available on their salary cap right now. But those places are reporting that number without contract numbers for Quentin Jefferson, the free agent that they signed last week. They don't have a salary for him yet. Uh, linebacker Tyler Medikevich, who is going to be making about $5 million a year. And also for Taiwan Jones, who doesn't have contract information in yet as well. I also added in on buffalorumblings.com, you can see it pinned near the top of the page. It's been our most read article over the last week. Uh, but I also factored in things like the draft class, who's going to need to get paid, and some of the other things that are kind of moving pieces right now in the salary cap equation. So if you go there, go to buffalorumblings.com, scroll down a couple articles, and you can see that the Bills have about $20 million in usable cap space right now. That's not a lot, and everyone keeps looking at <clears throat> everyone keeps looking at their 2021 number and seeing that they have $83 million. But even if you roll over the $20 million that the Bills have now to that 83 they're going to have three starters that are going to command at least $12 million each off of that. So start start with $86 million or something like that, and then take off 36 of it for those three guys. Now you're at 50, and you have to replace Josh Norman at cornerback. You have to replace Trent Murphy at defensive end. You have to replace John Feliciano, who's going to be your right guard right now, but is not going to be under contract next year. You have to replace... Ty Seki, who's going to be a free agent. There's just a lot of uncertainty going beyond 2020 that the Bills are going to need to account for. It's one of the reasons I want them to re-sign those three core young players, Matt Milano, Trey White, and Deion Dawkins now, to remove some of the uncertainty. So now they only have to focus on three or four things going forward instead of 
six or seven things like you know, replacing Lee Smith or Patrick DeMarco or whoever. There's just a lot of things they're going to have to work on a year from now. So get those contract extensions taken care of now using the available cap space you have now instead of trying to roll it over to 2021. But that's an opinion, and you didn't ask about that in this week's questions, but I'm answering it anyway. Brian on Twitter asks us, how many spots on the 53-man roster for 2020 are set in stone and which are vulnerable? Well, that's a pretty big question, but we have a free agency depth chart that we put out on Monday morning. You can go check that out over at buffalorumblings.com right now. We can go through it line by line right now for roster locks, but I'm going to be judicious with this. I'm going for guys that are roster locks. So at quarterback, Josh Allen is a roster lock, but Matt Barkley isn't because you can envision a bunch of scenarios where Matt Barkley doesn't make this team in 2020. At running back, I think Devin Singletary is your only roster lock right now at the running back position. At wide receiver, I think Stefan Diggs is your only roster lock at this time. But let's look at the contracts for Cole Beasley and John Brown. The Bills just guaranteed John Brown $2 million over the weekend. $1.5 million of his 2020 salary is fully guaranteed now, and he received a $500,000 roster bonus over the weekend. So $2 million just this weekend of guaranteed money. Now, if he has an offset in his contract and the Bills cut him, they don't have to pay him that $1.5 million. So I'm not even going to say that John Brown is a roster lock. He is a very talented player, but if we're talking roster locks, I am very judicious in who I consider a lock. Beasley is in the same boat as Brown, but a lot more of his salary is guaranteed right now, $3.7 million of his 2020 salary. I still think if he was cut, he would sign a contract for at least that much money, 3.7 million. So as long as he has the roster offsets that most veteran contracts do, the bills won't have to pay him that as long as he makes $3.7 million somewhere else. Uh, They just gave him a 500,000 roster bonus as well. So I don't think that Cole Beasley is guaranteed a spot on this roster either. I know a lot of you are going to argue with me. That's fine. But I still think that Stefan Diggs is the only Buffalo Bills wide receiver that is a roster lock at this point in time. At tight end, I think Dawson Knox is the only roster lock right now. I could see them cutting all of the other tight ends in some scenarios uh, over the course of the next few months. At the interior offensive line, Mitch Morse is set in stone. They gave him a bunch of money. Quentin Spain is probably set in stone just because of the amount of money that they gave him this offseason. But don't hold me to that. I mean, he's kind of in the same boat as John Brown and Cole Beasley. He's got guaranteed money, but if the Bills release him and he signs somewhere else, so say the Bills guaranteed $3 million of his salary this season. If he's cut by the Bills and signs a contract for $3 million somewhere else, the Bills aren't on the hook for that money anymore because of the offset language. So even Quentin Spain probably isn't a mortal lock for the roster. Deion Dawkins is a lock at left tackle. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be on the team. Same with Cody Ford. Cody Ford might not be at right tackle, but he's a lock to be on the team in one way or the other. At defensive end, they've got a couple free agent additions that are probably roster locks right now in Mario Addison and Quinton Jefferson. Jerry Hughes is, yeah, let's say Jerry Hughes is a roster lock. Um, But those are the three guys at defensive end that I'm willing to put my neck out for. Uh, Star Latulale, they just guaranteed a big chunk of his salary this year. Uh, Harrison Phillips is another player that is probably a roster lock based on his salary and his skill level. 
Ed Oliver is definitely a roster lock based on his first-round pedigree at linebacker. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds aren't going anywhere, and they just gave a boatload of money to A.J. Klein, so he's not going anywhere either. Cornerback, um, Tredavious White and Levi Wallace are both roster locks right now. Levi Wallace is the cheapest guy who could step in and play meaningful snaps at cornerback, so um, I'll go all the way out on that limb and say Levi Wallace is a roster lock right now. At safety, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer are roster locks. And then Reed Ferguson, throw a little love toward the long snapper as well. So let's recap from the top down. Here are my roster locks for the Bills right now. Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Mitch Morse, Deion Dawkins and Cody Ford, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, Quentin Jefferson, Ed Oliver and Harrison Phillips, and really, really close to Starla Tulele being a roster lock, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano and A.J. Klein, Levi Wallace and Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Reed Ferguson are probably my only roster locks, which is a lot shorter list than you'd probably expect me to say at this point. But go ahead in the in the comments section over at buffalorumblings.com and leave your list of players that you think are roster locks on the Bills going into the rest of free agency and the 2020 NFL draft. And be prepared to you know put your name on it. Uh, John Brown and Cole Beasley are you know, 95% going to be on this roster in the fall, but I'm not going out there and saying, you know, 100%, I'd bet my kid's life on it that those two guys are going to be on the roster. I just, I'm not at that place, especially because we're unsure how Stefan Diggs is going to fit into this offense. I mean, it benefits them to have veterans on their roster this year in particular because of coronavirus limiting the amount of off-season work the team is going to get to do. But you can feel free to argue with me in the comment section at buffalorumblings.com. Thanks for the question over on Twitter at RumblingsQ&A. Thanks a lot, Brian. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As always, it's way better if you call in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. Leave us messages on Facebook, on Instagram. You can email us buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Leave your comments in the comments section of the show notes article along with your roster locks for the 2020 Buffalo Bills. I look forward to taking all your questions as the Bills move into the second round of free agency into some NFL draft talk moving forward. Go Bills! Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.
Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.